Well, welcome to Mom, to Happy Heart section this week. I'm a little bit, li- a little bit discombobulated. I usually go first, and now I'm going second, so I'm sort of like out of sync here a little bit. This year at Mom, we have been encouraging you to read aloud with your children, and we've been giving away two books every month. So who has the name tag that has the white heart on it? Pick up the book that has the white ribbon on it. And who has the green heart? Hey. (laughs) Ta-da. Pick up the book that has the green ribbon on it. I'm going to be passing a basket around. Mary Jean's going to do them from the back. I'm going to do them from the front. Please take one of these little Ziplocs. Pass the basket around. You'll find out what it's going to be as I go through Happy Heart. So let's get going for Happy Hearts this morning. If you haven't already done so, open up Happy Hearts on the centerfold this month. So open it up so that you can fill in the blanks from the overhead that will be projected on both of the strings. I'm dedicating my Happy Heart section to Dave Ingram this month. I would not be standing on this stage right now if it had not been for Dave encouraging me nine years ago to start a young mom's program. And I started it with doing the Ponder Prayer Bible studies for three years, and then we started doing mom. This is our sixth year of mom. So Dave, (laughs) this happy heart is for you. Forgiveness is our title today, and forgiveness is deciding that someone who has wronged you does not have to pay. Everyone needs forgiveness, and forgiveness parallels grace, and grace is undeserved love. It is no coincidence that right after Valentine's Day, a day that we show our love to others, that our topic is forgiveness. Grace, unconditional love, is the gift that keeps on giving as we forgive. Forgiveness is not easy when that hurt is still fresh within our heart or within the hearts of our children's. Forgiveness is letting go of the negative feelings and not holding a grudge whatsoever. If we hold a grudge within, it sort of escalates. We magnify it and increases all the more. Holding a grudge is very destructive to a relationship. Holding a grudge causes turmoils in our hearts and it makes our stomachs upset. Grudges will eat us from the inside out. But forgiveness will also heal us from the inside out. The opposite of a grudge of forgiveness is grudginess. I made up a word there. And if we don't forgive, our heart is clenched so tight that it just beats against everything that we come up against. So let's ask what feeds a grudge. (laughs) What's not always what feeds a grudge. It's who feeds a grudge. And his name is Satan with a lowercase s. Please don't ever capitalize his name when you write and give him no respect whatsoever. He is the father of lies. He is the thief of this world. And he will try to destroy relationships, especially our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Do not give him any ground in your life whatsoever. I love First Peter 5, 8, and 9, and it tells us to be self-controlled and alert. 
because our enemy prowls around like a hungry lion looking for someone to devour. But I love this next part. It says to resist him and stand firm in your faith because you know that you have other brothers and sisters that are undergoing the very same things that we are undergoing. If you'd like to read a little bit more, know a little bit more, have some more scriptures to go on that very topic, join my blog, ponder365.com, and then go and read the two entries titled, Having a Trial and Just Like Me. We forgive because Jesus forgives us. When we do not forgive, we miss out on so very much. For example, joy and mercy and grace and love and the blessings of forgiveness, of friendship and of fellowship. Jesus on the cross said, Father, forgive them because they know not what they do. Well, we don't always know what we've done either. In words that we've said or actions that we have carried out, a life without forgiveness is a life without joy, and it's very, very bitter. When we forgive with an open heart, it touches us deeply, and it will start creating tenderness within. Colossians 3.13 tells us to bear with one another and forgive whatever grievances you might have against one another. Forgive as the Lord Jesus Christ forgave you. We love because he first loved us. We forgive because he forgives. Nothing is too big for our Lord to forgive. Therefore, nothing is too big for us to forgive either. I have a couple, I don't use pictures, so I'm going to sort of media crazy today. I have four pictures to use today. This was then, 1976, whenever Steve and I got married, at the tender age of 22. And now we have a then picture that will be coming up. That is us now, okay. But anyway, in 1956, not that me, the other me, Steve had to teach me how to say I. I'm sorry. Sad, but I grew up in a home that was loving, very encouraging, but forgiveness did not abound in words. The slate was washed clean, but it was done in actions, but not always in words. I was always anxious when I walked into a room after Mother and I had had an altercation, waiting to see if she was still going to be mad at me. She wasn't. She never was. She loved me. I knew she'd forgiven me. She just did not say the words. When Mother passed away last May, in my 59 years of life at that time, I had never heard heard her say the word, I'm sorry, or to take it a step further and to say, will you forgive me? I knew she loved me. I know she loved the Lord. I know she's in heaven playing tennis, if there are courts up in heaven. It was a game that she loved, and bone cancer ravaged her body, and she had three amputations, and so she was unable to play anymore after she had her bone cancer. And that's a beautiful word picture that her last moment, she looked up to the ceiling, and she smiled, and she took her left breath. So I know she is with the Lord. Our family has talked a lot about it on why did mother never say those words. And we really think that it was pride that kept her from saying the words of forgiveness. Moms, don't let pride 
build up inside you so that you do not say, I'm sorry to someone that you really need to say it to. Forgive deeply from the heart. I can't say that enough. Pray before you speak the words of forgiveness, remembering that there are two sides to every story, always two sides, and then pray that God's grace will cover both sides of the story. Pray to have an open mind. Be willing to accept forgiveness as well as extend the forgiveness to another. Be merciful, not critical, when you look at another family because we do not know what they have been through, where they are going, what they are working on, or how far that they have come. Luke 6 tells us to not judge others. He says, forgive, for with the measure you use, so it will be measured unto you. Words said in humble earnestness make a difference. Forgive earnestly and let the Lord work within your heart. Now I'm going to show a picture of my children. Now, this was our family Christmas picture. I have my hearing aids out. I am so sorry. This is what happens when you have a speaker that has a 70% hearing loss and does not know what's going on around her. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, okay. Anyway, you will see the picture that we sent out for Christmas time, and then you will see the one with all of us looking crazy. And the craziness is why we really did have to practice these two steps forgiveness that we taught our children. My family does have personality, that is for sure. But there are two steps that we taught our children whenever growing up. That's the one with the personality. <laughs> anyway, there are two, and that's our Christmas picture that we use this year. There are two steps to forgiveness that we taught our children. The first one is to say, I'm sorry. And the second one is to take it a step further and to say, will you forgive me? Then, just like Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. Fine. Forget about it. Turn and do a Fido. Forget it and drive on. That is for sure. The cross. Look behind me at the cross here. I'm going to lay this cross down because we are going to use it at the end of mom today. The cross was God's idea. Hebrews 9.28 tells us that Jesus was sacrificed on the cross for a one time to take away the sins of many. And he's going to appear again. And it's not to bear sins a second time. He will come to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. Moms, I pray that you are waiting for him. After the Last Supper, and Jesus had been with the disciples, he goes into the Garden of Gethsemane, and at two separate times he prays to his Heavenly Father, and he says, Not my will, but yours be done. He relied upon his Heavenly Father's wisdom. But do we rely upon our Heavenly Father's wisdom? I'm guilty. I try to fix things in my own way without seeking his will, his wisdom first. I need to bend my will 
to His, accepting my present circumstances. I need to look forward to the blessing that's going to come whenever I'm obedient. Those two verses and the principle were not on the handout sheet. If you can jot them down, they're really important. It's Hebrews 9, 28, and then Matthew 26, verses 36 through 42. And the principle is bend my will to his. So how do we know his will? You got to know his word and you have to know what it says. So what do you do? You keep your Bibles open on the kitchen counter so that every time you walk by, you can glean from the Lord's riches. You can memorize scripture. You can hide it within your heart. The perfect place to start is every month in Happy Heart, I give you 10 verses to look up. Write them on note cards. Post them throughout your house. Tuck a few in the console of your car. Encourage your children to memorize the verses along with you. You're driving how many minutes a day in a car. So take a couple of those verses and hide scriptures within your baby's hearts. There is no better preparation for life that you can do with your kids but to have them to hide scripture within their hearts. That is the one thing I am so thankful that Steve and I did with our kids is to pair them to go off to college. You cannot always be with them, but the Lord Jesus can. You can't go to college and live in the dorm, but the Lord is right there alongside them each and every step of the way. His perfect love keeps no record of wrongs, as 1 Corinthians 13.5 reminds us. Forgiveness is an act of love. The Lord gives us a timeless offer of forgiveness. He forgives us 24-7. Come to him with the full assurance that he is going to take the guilt away just as the clouds roll across the sky. Lay on your back with your kids and look at the clouds and watch them roll away. It's a beautiful picture to share with your kids that as we confess our sins to the Lord and say, Jesus, take this away. Forgive me for this. Our sin just rolls away like those clouds. The wind just blows them away from us. Sin does not go away on its own. We have to confess on a daily basis. Not confessing today's sins is not going to give you the power to go through tomorrow's trials. Sin must be acknowledged and confessed and then laid at the foot of the cross. James 4, 7 and 8 tells us to submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands and purify your hearts. There is no condemnation for those who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. A basket was passed around at the beginning. You have a little Ziploc bag in it. You have a small piece of paper. You have a pushpin and you have a nail. Think of the sin in your life that's eating away. The thing that keeps on coming forward in your heart. It might be something you're undergoing. It might be an illness. It might be angry words. It might be sloppy actions. So how do you know if my action or words is a sin? God's not going to give up. He will not give up. He will keep bringing it 
to the forefront. You've got to do something about this. You've got to forgive. You need to ask forgiveness. He will continue to bring it to the forethought of your mind. He stretches out his hands all day long to an obstinate and stubborn people. And that's what we are, obstinate and stubborn, so many times when we do not want to forgive. Oh, moms, please respond to God's little nudges. Do not delay. Confess today. Give in to the grace that only the Lord Jesus can give us. And give up that guilt. Get it, take, get it taken care of. Wash it away. As I finish up, and then while Didi is speaking in marriage moments, I want you to write your sin on the paper. Fold it in half. Go ahead and put your push pin through it so that you will be able to nail it to the cross whenever we finish today. And as you hold that piece of paper in the palm of your hands, remember that Jesus' palms were nailed to the cross through his palms. The sign language for Jesus is this, palm to palm, because his hands, his palms were nailed to the cross for our sins. Visualize those nail-scarred hands. And then, Mom, look at the palm of your hand. And Isaiah 49 tells us that we are engraved, engraved upon the palm of the Lord's hands. At the end of Mom, we do encourage you to push pin that sin in. Publicly admitting that you have sin is an accountability process. No one's looking at you. They're too worried about what they're going to be doing themselves to be looking to what everybody else is doing in the room. But when you publicly admit that, yeah, I sin, and we all do, we all fall short of the glory of God. Note the all part. Romans 3.23 tells us we all fall short. We all sin. We all do it. None of us is exempt. But praise God, because he gives us a second and a third and a fourth and a fifth. Chances, there are innumerable chances to come to him and to ask for his forgiveness. Nothing happens to you that does not go through his nailed, scarred hands first. He will never ask you to do anything that he's not going to be right there along beside you. Remember that he always tells us in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who gives me sin, who gives me sin, who gives me strength. He does give us sin so that we can forgive it. That is for sure. Whoa. So moms, think about forgiveness or think about holding a grudge. Think about confession or think about a separation from God. Think about peace or think about muscle tension whom we don't forgive. Think about joy versus resentment. Think about an attitude. An attitude is a choice. So therefore, forgiveness is a choice. Trust the Lord to reshape your life. Let the healing and the restoration begin today. You water and you wait. You'll see.